Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. Corey was all upset because I didn't make fun of the date the other day. It was uh, 321123, 321123, something like that. I don't know. I'm more excited about tomorrow. You'll have to tune in to find out about that. Uh, But this is episode 350 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's another coffee with Brian. Good morning over there, coffee crew. Ryan, Jesus, 20 to 4, first in the chat. And let us know. There was no guessing. There was no, hey, I was around at 340. He documented it. He was first. What's going on, James? Gingerbread Farms, how you doing? Uh, video yesterday was fantastic about um, uh, the biochar in the, in the Dutch oven. Bravo, bravo. Uh, and the Red Negade Butcher just showing up this morning, um, rolling out of bed, rolling out of bed. And James says it's a time zone advantage. Time zone advantage for sure. That's the first thing I said to Corey. I was like, oh, he's over in Florida, so he's getting up an hour earlier than everybody else. Uh, good morning, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I see, you, uh, see you're not uh, plunging toilets over at the church or anything like that. You're able to get up and join us. Ah. <laughs> oh man all right well today 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 i teased it in my telegram group yesterday if you're not in there you should definitely join it at t.me slash lots chat uh but i teased a story today i'm gonna be talking about um going to the cemetery yesterday and something weird happening something very very weird um i guess it wasn't necessarily it was very coincidental um and i'll I'll circle back to a couple days before that and um it'll all make sense it'll all make sense just uh odd things happen in cemeteries i guess and uh so we'll talk about that we uh talk about the crock pot experiment we did yesterday we picked up a, a small crock pot for cooking um when the generator's on or when the sun is shining or things like that. Uh, I mentioned we tested out the air fryer a few days ago. And uh, yeah, we tested out a crock pot yesterday since we had to have the generator on. I had to have a generator on. It was cloudy and um, yeah, just kind of lined up. We're not, we don't have the best solar aspect here. Um, we got a lot of trees and, but it was where we could park. There really wasn't anywhere else. And I got out to explore the property a little bit here, got some video through some uh, clips up in the Telegram group. And yeah, that'll be part of part of the weekly campsite tour. That's going to be for members only for a while. And then after uh, after they sit here and we travel on down the road and uh, yeah, we're out of the way, uh, we'll release those to the public later. But some sneak peeks over in the Telegram group and then I'll get those put together over the next week when we take off. And um, that's going to kind of be the schedule. So videos are a little light this week, but uh, moving into next, it's a, it's a gather, edit, post, and uh, and gathering while the editing is going on from the last location. So that's kind of what that looks like. Um, <laughs> oh, Jay, uh, Robin says, look up Wonder Bag, an insulated fabric bag for slow cooking without energy. 
Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Does that have to go into the sun or something like that? Um, or does it defy physics? Hmm. Hey, good morning, Mike. Philippine Nomad are dropping in. Good morning. Nothing to do with Wonder Bread. Oh, I mean, if it's a slow cooker, you may be able to cook bread in it. Who knows? Maybe it's maybe that's where Wonder Bread came from. Pip and I stuck snuck in in there after the fact. Man, Ryan, have you been have you been hanging out since three forty? I don't know if the first um, the first comment works in a live feed when you don't you need to sit there the whole time. It's kind of like waiting in line for uh, tickets for a concert or a movie premiere or something. Josh says, "Ask me about my Wonder Bag." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Disney song. It was trying to pop into my head, but I just don't know it well enough. I am not a Disney uh, aficionado by any means. So uh, I can't, I don't even know. Um, Pip and I says, yeah, dude, you're, you're up in work, but do you leave the, do you leave the feed running? I don't know if that's extra view hours, if you have it up and it's not rolling, but uh, eh, yeah, not a requirement. Let's get to that question of the day. The perfect cup question of the day is a question that I ask, um, and we will uh, get that segment rolling right now. All right, everyone, it's time for the 38th edition of the perfect cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my telegram group, t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. And I've also started sprinkling the question around social media the day before. Get some feedback, get some comments, maybe some video replies. So find that post or head over to the telegram and join the discussion. And now we will talk about the perfect cup question of the day. Is having a big ego a negative or a positive trait? Is having a big ego a negative or a positive trait? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I think we are conditioned growing up in school, uh, parents, authority figures of all sorts, telling us that you can't have a big ego. You can't have a big ego and on and on and on and on. Um, I think everybody, I mean, obviously it's our, it's our sense of self. Um, Josh, again, uh, left a, a four minute or three minute uh, voice message, which was very insightful, very, um, it, it kind of summarized everything that needed to be said uh, as, as where in the discussion he, he dropped it there, but I'm not going to transcribe it. Uh, basically he said, um, he was talking that we all have ego. Uh, it, 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 they all range in size. And as long as it's commiserate with, um, your level of achievement or your level of action, um, that you're just not cocky without anything to back it up. Basically, Josh, am I summarizing? Okay. Am I summarizing what you had to say? Um, as long as the ego matches the action, it can be a very good thing. A very good thing. If you look at, if you look at accomplishments, you have it's it's the proof is in the pudding. I think analogy, um, and ego isn't necessarily uh, throwing it out there. It isn't definite. It isn't 
if you can if you can express your ego by action um yes big perfect motivating um here is here is everything i do here is everything i'm doing um and i know i can do those i know i can do those so josh yeah okay he says that's the the cliff notes of what his message was um and he also came off with a smart ass comment at the beginning that was um it's not the size of your ego that counts it's it's how you use it um yeah yeah so then he expounded on that in his message um some other weigh-ins on that were um ryan ryan uh, pippinized says Ryan Pippen, Pippenized online here says, uh, ego without positive progress is just annoying others. Um, he hates egos. Customers and coworkers all have them. I hope your customer, your coworkers are listening here as you're watching the video. Uh, <laughs> everybody has to have their tragic story heard. It sounds the same when someone sounds off with their ego. Shut it and go get something done. Yeah. I mean um chris dixon says it all boils down to whether you use your powers for good or evil um yes yes and uh robin robin um brought up an interesting <laughs> if i says yep two co-workers next to me now nice nice and i'm looking at you <laughs> shut your hole and go do some work <laughs> excuse me uh robin hosting says um in my experience, women with healthy ego are called bitches. So I think it falls into the perspective of the other person. I feel my ego is fine. That intimidates someone else and they think it's a negative. Uh, she had posted a Muhammad Ali gif in the in the chat and, uh, you know, the greatest of all time. I am the greatest of all time. If you've ever heard Muhammad Ali speak. Um, yeah, the dude was full of ego, but he'd knock your ass out. So... Some people hated it. Some people loved it. Um, she says she picked that one earlier on purpose. He had a giant ego and many felt he was a jerk. Others thought he was Superman. He was fine with his ego or portrayed as such, but others were intimidated or offended or loved it. That's the thing. That's the thing. So um, is it a negative or a positive thing? In my opinion, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, people go to psychologists for a long, long, long time to figure that shit out. Um, I think you have to be who you are. Uh, you kind of have to be in your own head and understand who you are and uh, and where you can come from with with talking about you. I guess. I, I am not a psychologist. I am not a psychologist by any means. Uh, I was glad I had a lot of input into this question because that's something I've never really explored. So I relied on my audience and they definitely came through with a lot of uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of discussion on it. And uh, so I thought I would bring you their thoughts today. Some days there's not very much discussion and I'm bringing you completely my thoughts. So it is what it is. It's a group effort. It's a team effort. I turn on the mic and uh, and talk about it, but my community is there and we have lots of discussions. <laughs> oh, Renegade Butcher says not having an ego at all is usually a bad thing too. I think that ends up you get into territory with um, being a pushover, no self-confidence. Um, 
And I'm probably defining ego wrong completely. I should have probably looked it up. Weird. Words have meanings. Words have meanings. Id, ego. Um, learned them a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, <laughs> definitely a long time ago. Anyway, let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. Uh, buzzing through the comments here. It looks like everything is kind of in line with what we were talking about. Uh, but yeah, perfect cup question of the day. Every day. Every Monday through Friday morning. It kicks off around 6.05 Central. Uh, get the show rolling, let some people stop in and uh, and get in the groove. And then we roll with the question of the day. And so check out all the other socials or the Telegram group for the question for tomorrow. Get your, get your feelings, thoughts, and comments heard and maybe put into the show. All right, it's been another edition of The Perfect Cup. Be sure to check out theperfectcup.shop and thelotsproject.com where you can find premium air-roasted coffee, coffee merch, and all sorts of other things that you can pick up to help support The Lots Project. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. Mm, that was tough. I uh, I fully intended to uh, get a textbook definition this morning and uh, and roll with that. And I got doing other stuff and completely forgot. So that was cool. That was cool. I actually even have a spot in my notes here that's big and blank that says ego with a colon. <laughs> Whoops. What? <laughs> Over there shaking your head. <laughs> All right. All right. Morning, Mike. Mike's renegade, uh, right? Mike, the renegade butcher. Uh, Mike, the renegade butcher. <laughs> Mike, the Philippine nomad. As long as you know when to let go of me, go my ego. <laughs> What's that? Let go of my ego. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I said Spock didn't have much of an ego, but got stuff done. Uh, Josh says Spock was an alien and struggled in human society because of his Vulcan heritage. That's illogical. <laughs> now we're talking Star Wars. I know it's Star Trek, guys. <laughs> and Ryan says minor details on the notes. Yeah, I mean. Cool. Uh, that's all right. I was asking Corey again at like five minutes before the show. Hey, I'm going to talk about cemetery. I'm gonna talk about this. What else should I talk about today? <laughs> She's like, I know you like to lack wait till the last minute, but my brain doesn't work that way. But she did give me some stuff to throw on my notes here and, and think about if we run short on uh, stuff to talk about. But anyway, I want to roll back to. Um, uh <laughs> James said uh, Mike stole his joke from Telegram. That's all right. We uh... <laughs> we we share we share and share like here. I know I know you said it first, James. Don't worry, mom. Mom knows. Mom knows. And Josh says um, <laughs> Mike the <laughs> Mike the Philippine Nomad and Josh the Renegade Butcher are the Mighty Morphine Lots Rangers. Our names combined, and we are the captain of shit comments. Oh, all right. Well, I promised you guys a story uh, about cemetery yesterday. Uh, I have to go back a little further uh, to 
uh, I think I went down there Sunday, right? It was the first time. We rolled in on Saturday. Literally, the cemetery, I can see it from um, the property. I can see the chapel. Uh, you can see the headstones. I was like, wow, <laughs> what a convenient location for somebody that likes to go and document cemeteries. <laughs> and I had actually looked it up online before we came here. Uh, started poking around. There were some headstones I was very interested in. Um, from the, the early 1900s, the cemetery was established in 1910. Uh, and yeah, it was pretty cool. It's still in use today. It has a phone number for the local uh, funeral home who runs it. Um, the the chapel is closed. I think it's only in use for, um, for funeral services. Reading the, the Texas state plaque on the front, it, uh, it appears that it was, it used to be a church, and then it merged with another closer church in the 20s or 30s. I'll have to go back and look at it um, in depth. But uh, then they left this church standing and maintained for um, maintained for funerals. Um, and so I, I went down there. It was a nice day. I went down. I just wanted to walk around. I wasn't doing any documenting or anything. It was just uh, a quick walk down there and um peeked around and i found i found some of the headstones that i had looked up that i was really interested in and i um i was walking around it's not that big it's pretty wide open there's some pretty big trees um kind of sitting off to the one side for shade but it is pretty pretty wide open and way in the back along the fence i saw this this big black headstone and i was like wow okay i'm gonna go check this out it was newer but you could tell it was a lot bigger than the rest not necessarily taller wider more intricate and um i was looking from all the way across and it was almost in the back row and i was like oh i could see there were benches next to it there was a lot of um uh i don't want to say decorations but decoration like a uh, holiday holiday things uh it was definitely obvious from even that far away that people were taking care of it still and it was newer it was newer but i like to see those newer ones there's been a few along the road i mean my deal is old my deal is late 1800s or uh, like late 1800s is the earliest i've found but I'd, I'd like to find older um you know 1930 and before is really my target but the new ones are really cool. I found some interesting things made out of metal, um, both new and old, uh, some newer stones with laser etching, laser engraving, things like that are just phenomenal. The details, the photos, things like that. So I like to check them all out. Not my favorite. It's kind of like ice cream. I really, really, really like peanut butter cup. But if you give me a chocolate ice cream cone, I'm not going to throw it away. So. I walk back and I see this headstone and as I'm walking up to it, there's a bench and a chair in front of it. It's enormous lengthwise. And I'm looking at it and there's a girl's picture in the middle, actually two pictures. Um, she looked to be a teenager. I was looking at the dates. She was 14, 15 years old ish. Um, I'm looking at the headstone and on either side of the headstone are dad and mom. No dates. I don't, uh, at least not an end date. I don't think they had beginning dates, but dad and mom underneath, um, dad was, um, a, uh, not a scripture, uh, a poem or a blurb that he wrote 
uh, engraved underneath to his daughter. Uh, under mom was the same. On the back was one from the, her sister. It was definitely, I had a feeling that something weird happened. Maybe not weird. Uh, I didn't know suicide, um, if she was sick or whatever. But she obviously died when she was 15. And her family cared for her very, very much. It was just blatantly obvious. Um, the fact that it was it was decorated from it was decorated from um, Christmas still. I was like, okay, so they probably come out uh, for each holiday and kind of roll it over, and and this is really cool. I'm definitely going to get some video of this. Uh, I've been trying to get permission to clean some older ones, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen this week. So an in-depth video um, or story on a headstone would probably be this one in the cemetery. Um, I do. I, I Other than that, I do have a ton of information. The cemetery is very, very well documented. It's uh, locally well documented. So um, uh, Josh says plans to be buried near their daughter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily. I think they just wanted to be with her. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be buried there because weird thing happened. And this will kind of tie in now. Yesterday morning, I was walking the dogs after the show. So after the show, I walk, walk each of the dogs individually. Uh, Corey lets them out when she gets up, and then they just kind of go take a nap. And we, I go and walk each individually after my show and a little later in the morning. And so at this location, yesterday, the one of the property owners was here. He has dogs um, off lead. And we just didn't want to deal with it. So our normal morning rock was I go right out the gate of the front of the property and I'd walk down the road and I'd walk down to the cemetery and turn around and come back, walk down to the corner. And that was about the length of the walk that they got used to at our last site. So I was walking. I took Walter and I, I took off. He goes first. I'm walking down the street. And like I said, you can see it from here. I look over and there's an SUV parked at the cemetery. I was like, oh, cool. Um, I don't think I, I thought maybe they're going to have a, a funeral soon or, you know, somebody was um, I don't know, visiting someone. So I walk Walter down next along the fence of the cemetery across the street. And I'm like, kind of glancing over, trying not to be too creepy. Um, and I see I couldn't tell if it was a woman initially, but it looked like a woman standing over by the grave I was looking at the one that I had come home and told Corey, I was like, Hey, I saw this really sad grave. This, I mean, literally came in from the walk the first day. And I said, Hey, I, I saw this really crazy gravestone over there. Uh, I literally stood there and, and read it. And I felt like I could feel, I was feeling emotion. <laughs> I never knew this girl, anything about her, anything I was reading, what her parents said about her, what um, the pictures and everything. And I was just like, this is pretty heavy. Um, so I walked by, and she's been dead uh, 11 years uh, from the from the numbers on the stone. And so I'm walking by and this woman standing over by there. And I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if this is her mom or something. So I walk Walter, walk him back, walk Norman is second, walk him down. And he, she's still there. It looks like she might be um tidying things up or just spending time and so i walk norman 
And she's still over there and it's way over in the middle. And I was like, I'm not going to bother somebody that's mourning um, or, or hanging out or whatever. That's none of my business. I'm just walking the dogs. And so I go get Clyde and I'm walking Clyde and she had moved across the cemetery and Clyde gets two walks because he's a little uh, spastic and a little more high energy than the two big Bernards. And so I walk him down and she's kind of walking towards her vehicle and I waved and she waved back and, you know, just friendly wave. Um, and so I take Clyde back. And as I'm walking back with Clyde on a second walk, she starts to pull in f- next to me and she rolls her window down and she says, you have a beautiful dog. And I said, oh, thank you. Thank you. And Clyde was actually good. He didn't bark. Uh, he just stood there. And I said, hey, is that your daughter's headstone over there? And she's, yeah, it is. And you could tell she had been crying. You could tell she had, she was upset, obviously. Um, and I was like, it's beautiful. And we started having a conversation. Um, and so I, I went for it. And I said, hey, do you mind telling me what happened? And she told me the story. Holy shit. <laughs> what? I mean, the love put into this headstone? Yeah. So this girl, this girl's 14 years old. Mom's got, she had several kids. Um, She said she checked on her other kids. She didn't specify how many she had, but um, the girl decided she was, she was an athlete. She was good in school, this and that. Um, She's like, she was a good kid. And uh, one night she stuck, snuck out with her friend. She was, she was 14, snuck out with another 14 year old friend. Uh, met up with a 25-year-old guy. And they went and did whatever. They went and did whatever. Um, Mom wasn't sure how many times this had happened. But one night she woke up at 2.30 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, and had a terrible feeling. And she got up and she checked on her kids. And her daughter was missing. She wasn't in bed. And so... They started tracking her down because mom, mom said normally it wouldn't happen, but she had a weird feeling about it. So she woke up her husband. They started looking. They searched, they searched, they searched, they searched. Um, they looked everywhere they could. They finally tracked down through some friends or parents of friends that um, they've been hanging out with this guy uh, that he's 25 years old. And this guy has a girlfriend. Um and so the lady said that she she tracked down the girlfriend immediately. Uh, this is a small town, very very small town. It's not. Uh, I don't think it'd be very hard, especially if it's your kids' friends and 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 groups and stuff like that. So she said they tracked down um, the girlfriend of the 25 year old guy. Said, hey, where do you guys like to hang out? What do you do? Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And she's like, they got all this information, and she said. Eh, for some reason, she felt like she had to go to Walmart. I don't know. I didn't ask questions, but she, she, they pulled into Walmart. Her husband pulled into Walmart. She got out of the car and just started running across the parking lot, like complete emotional breakdown, dropped to her knees, was crying. Um, her husband comforted her and uh, got her back in the car. And she said, all I wanted to do was go home and, and cry and lay in bed and cry. And she's crying at this point. And we're standing in the middle of the road. Like, she's parked in the middle of the road. And I'm standing next to the car. Um, and 
so she's telling me that she's like so we get back in the car i tell my husband all i want to do is go home and go to sleep and wake up when this is over and you know that that whole feeling she just wanted to be in her home and her husband said well no i think i want to drive down this road um she's like over by the walmart like i knew where i was um and i was like okay and she says so it was just becoming sunlight and they were going down the road and a flash off the back of a of the sun hitting a bumper uh caught her eye and it was the car with this guy and her daughter and her daughter's friend in it all three were dead they had hit a tree and flipped down a ravine and the only reason that uh, the only reason they saw him was because they saw the reflection twinkling uh, as the sun was coming up over because her husband drove down the road. They found him down there. Um, mom and dad were the first to find the vehicle. And um, he was warm, dead, no pulse, but warm. And the girls were cold. Uh, and she said, in true uh, mother, mama bear fashion said, the only thing I can rest on is the fact that I know my daughter died quickly and he was not. And he had to sit there and realize what he did to those two little girls. Dude was 25. They were 14. Yeah. I stood in the middle of the street, had this conversation with a lady, held her hand when she started crying. That's not me. Ask my wife. That's not me. I couldn't stop from holding her hand. She was so upset. 11 years later random encounter i had looked at that the day before thought about it happened to be walking by when she was there happened to have her stop and ask me a question and i asked about her story i got permission to do a video about that headstone not that i needed permission to do a video but i want i felt like it was appropriate to ask at that moment I got her phone number, I got her name, and I'm going to stay in touch with her. And I'm going to send her the documentation I do of her daughter's grave. She told me another story that was really weird. Um, that was about a year after her daughter died and was buried. They went on a cruise to kind of forget about things, to to get away they went on a, a week-long cruise and she said it was weird um they were on the deck and hanging out and it was a sunny day and a dinner time came and they went to one of the buffets on the cruise and they're walking through the the line and the people behind them was like hey you sound like you're from texas accent weird and i said yeah we're from uh we're from lindale oh we're from somewhere else yeah i just told you where we're at home of miranda lambert um says oh we're we're from somewhere it was close she's like oh oh okay uh and so they got talking and at one point she's like hey there's this cemetery out in lindale and there's this grave that we saw there this headstone is just absolutely beautiful this poor young girl she was 14 years old and died tragically do you know whose that is in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the ocean, she ran into somebody that knew of her daughter's stone. So when I say that it's unique and it's um, it sticks out, yeah, yeah, it does. 
so that was my interaction at uh, at the cemetery yesterday. It was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. So after that, I went back and was was sure we're gonna have some rain uh, the rest of the week. I wasn't sure what the weather is gonna be like, so I I made sure I went back yesterday, even though I was feeling a little under the weather. Uh, went back yesterday and and got my video definitely of that one. Got uh, a bunch of different shots, and I'll have to edit it together, but. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting day. Josh says uh, stories like that will will stop your whole day, and it did. It did. I came back and told Corey, I was like, "Oh my god, I just had a conversation with the girl's mom." Uh, you know, the headstone I told you about the other day. Yeah, her mom. <laughs> but yeah, pretty crazy in the middle of the street. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not much to go with after that for sure. But um, yeah, it's a great. Um, <laughs> Josh says, talk about not being able to get away when trying to get away. Yeah, you're out in the middle of the ocean and somebody's just like, hey, uh, oh, by, by the way, where you live, there's this really cool headstone. Do you have any idea whose it is? <laughs> yeah, that happens to be my daughter. Thanks. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed the conversation. She was very sweet lady. Uh, she told me she was there switching from Christmas decorations to Easter decorations, uh, that her daughter loved those big plastic Easter eggs that, uh, that you would get at like the dollar store and then fill them up with stuff. And so she brought a bunch of those. She cleaned up. It, it, it looked really nice. It looked nice before uh, the day I was there before that still had the Christmas uh, stuff. It was kind of faded and uh, was ready to be changed. But uh, mom came and spruced it up for e Easter and it looked great. And I'm happy to have met her and been uh, been able to talk to her for that long. And I think it was probably like half hour. <laughs> um, Corey was wondering what the hell was going on with the walk after uh, after I was gone for that long. So. Anyway, that was my uh, that was my big tease cemetery story. I hope it was uh, I hope it was worth the wait. I wanted to tell it, but I didn't want to just drop it in the Telegram group and text because I don't think it would have come across as impactful as it was to me and and um, and how emotional she was. So that was that. Uh, let's see. I did walk about on the property. The the one property owner that was here. So the way this property is, I've got two guys that uh, that kind of co-own it. Uh, one owned it, one bought into it or something to that effect. Uh, but they're both working on it together. <coughs> I understand that one of them is like a seventh generation shaman. That's not the one I've met yet. Um, and the other one's like a contractor and and yeah, all sorts of stuff. So. They're doing all sorts of work on the property. It's a very cool project. Uh, we're parked up on top uh, right by the gate. That's just where we could go with our RV. This is more of a tenter's site uh, for sure. And if you want to park and go hammock camping or walk-in tent camping, things like that, this property is fantastic. It really, really is. Um, the landowner that was here gave us a little tour ye, the day we got here. I believe it was the night we got here. Um, and we saw some cool things. We saw this really awesome, our old RV way down in the woods. And I really want to get back to it. But the thing about this property is you go out the back of the, of the top here. The, it's level. You come in and you come off the road and there is a little tiny house made out of an old fifth, fifth wheel trailer. I put little videos of this up in the Telegram group. If you want to check it out, you can head over there, um, scroll up to yesterday's conversation. 
and then there's a garage. There used to be an old house here that's gone. Um, and then what you would have considered probably like the backyard and the yard area. And then there's a gate. You go through the gate and you start going down this big hill. And it gets pretty steep. But when you get to the bottom, that's when it opens up. And the big hill gets you to the water table. Really. There's a creek in the back. Um, it kind of floods in and floods out. Um, the neighbor's property is unbelievable too. It's uh, all cow pasture. And as you drive by on the road, it kind of like um, folds down into the valley and the trees open up and it's just this huge, long, open view down over the, the stream bottom. Unbelievable. The guy's building a platform uh, up on the top here. It, it looks like he's probably going to put a house on it, but the view you drive by in your car and you're like, God, I hope I don't get in an accident because you're just looking down where this guy's house is going to be pointed. And you're like, holy shit. Uh, but we walked down there again yesterday, got some video. You get down to the bottom of the hill and this big open meadow before it gets too wet. Uh, he's been doing lots of clearing and lots of um, lots of maintenance work to make uh, tent camping and things like that uh, possible. Yeah, I'm excited to get out and explore. Uh, one thing that comes along with the property being owned by a shaman is there's totems everywhere. Randomly. I uh, put a video up yesterday, a short uh, across the board that uh, I was just looking at a tree. I think it was on Saturday when we were, we were first getting here. We we're just looking at a tree and there's totem in the tree. Like it's a broken off kind of dead hollowed out trunk of a tree. And there's only a crack like this wide and sitting in that crack is probably a, a two and a half, three foot tall totem. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Just randomly noticing stuff around. Uh, they have a self, uh, self-sustaining aquaponic system on the back of the garage here. They're redoing the garage as a, uh, as a living quarters. But on the back, there is a, uh, a uh, IBC, a half IBC flip over aquaponic system with um, Fisher in there right now. They got cactus and all sorts of other stuff in the media. Uh, but that just runs on a little solar pump. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It is really, really cool. Uh, so I'm excited to get out and uh, explore a little bit more and get video. Unfortunately, the weather might not cooperate. And he said, he said from the storms last week that we wouldn't have been able to walk where we walked on Saturday um, come Monday. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to go down there. I'll throw some rubber boots on. He said it gets pretty deep. Uh, he also said there was another way around to this RV. The RV is what I want to check out, guys. This thing is, it's unreal. What would you have guessed? That was from the like 70s. I'm guessing 70s. It's like a class A, so the one you drive, um, flat front, like old Winnebago, but it wasn't a Winnebago. Did you catch a name? I didn't catch a name on it. Um, but all original glass still, like windshield, windows, but also turn signals, brake light covers, all of that, all intact, looks pristine. It's been sitting in under the canopy down in the woods. Didn't seem like there was a whole lot of rodent damage. Um, the tires still hold air. Uh, he got it jacked up out of the mud. And I don't know if it just got preserved down here in the woods or what. But, man, the thing, the thing, it's obviously not usable. It's been sitting in the woods. But 
I think the ROI on getting it out of the woods for a collector, this is what a restorer wants is something like this. The easy stuff is the stuff that needs to be fixed. The expensive shitty part of finding original glass and things like that and um, and light covers and the interior looks uh, fairly good still. Uh, we jumped up in it and uh, it's up on Jack's. He was he had to jack it up out of the, the mud um, and then inflated the tires and they hold. He said that uh, the engine has compression, just needs a new distributor cap and wires, which weird after 50 years of sitting in the woods, it needs a new uh, new wires and stuff. But yeah, I'm hoping to get back down and get some video of it. We weren't really prepared um, when we went out to get that, which is my bad. That's uh, that's my job, and uh, I failed for sure. But it was a nice walk. We enjoyed it and saw some really cool stuff. And hopefully I can get back down there again, and I didn't miss my opportunity to uh, document that thing down in the woods. That was cool. Corey and I, uh, landowner with the dogs, like I said, took off uh, for a few days. So we're here... 20 acres to ourselves and got to walk the dogs down the hill yesterday. Um, mountain dogs, mountain dogs, <laughs> except they're really clumsy. And um, Corey walks in front with Walter and Clyde and I walk in the back with Norman and Norman is um, known to be the clumsy, clumsiest of them. And the whole way down the hill, all I could picture was him tripping and taking me, Corey, Norman, or me, Corey, Walter, and Clyde rolling down the hill all together. <laughs> because I think if I tried to stop him, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. It was pretty steep hill. Um, Josh says, you usually find cool shit when you aren't prepared to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. He's like, he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, there's this cool RV down in the woods. And I'm thinking, like, it's going to be all rotted out and, uh, you know what you find in the woods uh where kids have been partying everything's all smashed out it's all rusted and nasty and we walked up on this thing and i'm like wait what and then i'm looking and i'm walking around it and we peeked inside and i'm looking at the glass and i'm looking at all the details that like i watched all those restoration shows back when i had tv like i know what those guys look for i know what what makes their job easy and i'm like looking at this rv going i think the fucking windshield wipers are still good like, no shit. I don't know if the trees filled in over top of it and it just shaded it and the climate's right or what happened, but it's almost like it was locked in time. And it's not that nice. It's not like it was in a showroom uh, sitting inside for years. But for sitting in the damn woods for that long, looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Oh, let's see. What do we got? Hey, we're at 43 minutes. We should probably uh, wrap up. I'm going to I'm gonna move all this other stuff over to tomorrow and not going to forget because uh, I don't want to waste all these great ideas that my uh, my beautiful bride gave me this morning on the fly. Very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but let's see. Uh, item of the day today. Item of the day is the Bastine Industries moccasins, grounding and earthing moccasins that Corey uh that Corey uses, loves, and has reviewed. The video and audio notes have an Amazon link for them and Corey's review video link. Someone asked, someone reached out the other day and was wondering which moccasins she wears because they wanted to get some for their wife. So that triggered me to put them in as the item of the day. 
Gingerbread Farms over there in the comments, he uh, suggested something else that is going on the list. James, thank you very much for uh, for the affiliate order of the, the bulkheads. If you ever need, if you ever need something on Amazon, you want a link, shoot me a message, or you can always just go to any of our affiliate links, click on the link, and that gets you in the tracking. You don't necessarily have to buy that item. As long as you enter the portal through one of our links, you are in there, I think, for 24 hours. I think is what it was, 24 hours, but at least for that shopping session until you close it. But it's got cookies. It's got cookies. Um, <laughs> Josh says it was the shaman magic, the slow time. No, I think it's been there long before the shaman showed up. Uh, I think this was a recent, uh, a recent thing for them. Uh, anyway, that was the Bastine Industries Moxins, grounding and earthing moxins. Check them out. They are fantastic. Corey's review spells it all out. Notes are in, or uh, links are in the video and audio notes. I appreciate you hanging out, guys, today. Be sure to check out the Telegram group. A lot of stuff going on over there. Hit up the lotsproject.com. Lots of stuff going on there. I got a computer day today, so uh, hopefully some, some things will get done. And uh, yeah, other than that, it's been a great day. So like I said, thelotsproject.com. You can find us also on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. Hey, guys, it's hump day. Knock it out of the park. Have a great day. We'll see you on the other side. Catch you in the morning.